Many Europeans are shocked that there is a war in Europe. They assume that war should always be far away from home, but this assumption reveals how Western foreign policies and the treatment of non-Westerners is unfair and discriminatory. The Ukraine war highlights that war can happen anywhere in our interconnected world. And that we need a system that is better for all people, everywhere. Welcome to the Bridge Beyond English podcast. This is an English podcast that will help you expand your creative thinking, global awareness, and cross-cultural communication skills. So that you can connect more deeply with the world, I'm your host, David Nagai. This episode is about the war in Ukraine. I'm going to share an adapted version of a Guardian article written by Nazreen Malik. And you can click in the show notes for the original article, which is a bit longer. Also, if you want to read my adapted version of the article and get some vocabulary tips, you can click on the link in the show notes or visit bridgebeyondenglish.com and click the blog. Let the horror of Ukraine open our eyes to the suffering of war around the world. So let me start with a simple summary, in case the article itself is confusing. So here's the simple summary: Many Europeans are shocked that there is a war in Europe. They assume that war should always be far away from home, but this assumption reveals how Western foreign policies and the treatment of non-Westerners is unfair and discriminatory. The Ukraine war highlights that war can happen anywhere in our interconnected world, and that we need a system that is better for all people. Everywhere, and now here is the adapted article. Vladimir Putin's bloody invasion of Ukraine has sharpened two terrifying realizations. The first is that Putin does not function within the realm of the usual finely balanced checks and balances, sticks and carrots, that the West hoped would contain him. And maintain an easy truce in Europe. The second is that the decades of work since the Second World War, of learning from the mistakes of the past and fortifying against them in the future, have failed. Here again, we have not a civil war, but an invasion of a sovereign state in defiance of the rest of the world. Here again, we have images that are only known to us 
as historical reels of frenzy and panic as thousands attempt to flee to safety. But there is a third realization that appears to shape the perception of too many Western journalists who are appalled at the defiling of Europe. From the tone of much coverage, this seems uniquely distressing and more alarming to them because the lives of non-Europeans have less value and their conflicts are contained far away from us. I thought it was just clumsy phrasing from a couple of reporters under pressure, but soon it became clear that it was, in fact, a media-wide tick. From Al Jazeera to CBS News, journalists were appalled that this was not happening in Iraq or Afghanistan, but in a relatively civilized European city. One reporter said, The unthinkable has happened. This is not a developing third world nation. This is Europe. Another reporter reflected in this way. These are prosperous middle class people. These are not obviously refugees getting away from the Middle East. To put it bluntly, these are not refugees from Syria. These are refugees from Ukraine. They're Christian. They're white. They're very similar to us. Ukraine's former deputy chief prosecutor, David Sakverlitz, told the BBC the following, without being challenged. It's very emotional for me because I see European people with blue eyes and blonde hair being killed. Daniel Hannan, a Telegraph columnist and former member of the European Parliament, put it more bluntly, writing that those suffering in Ukraine seem so like us. That is what makes it so shocking. War is no longer something visited upon impoverished and remote populations. It can happen to anyone. It is, he said, civilization in retreat. This strange account of a history in which wars, conflicts, and dispossession mostly happened in third world and remote countries, remote from whom, is a fiction that has come about as a result of a political and media climate that has stripped the humanity of those seeking refuge so completely that it has become a fact, repeated with no self-awareness or shame. An extremely generous view of these statements is that it is not in itself an unusual impulse to care more about or be affected more by events happening closer to home than farther away. Perhaps what these people are really trying to say is something along the lines of, this has not happened in this region for generations. In order 
to highlight the abnormality of this particular conflict. There is that. But there is also much more to it. There is an acceptance that war is natural in other places, but unacceptable in Europe. That war happens only to the poor and the uncivilized, not the well-off and stable. Other people can suffer, but our people cannot. These are beliefs that fall apart under the slightest of scrutiny to reveal a worldview warped by what has for too long been a popular, unchallenged discourse on refugees and asylum seekers. These opinions were shaped concertedly and over time in order to justify inhumane and often violent policies passed to block people from entering European lands. For these policies to become accepted, their victims had to be portrayed as threatening and undeserving. The legacy that remains is a Western world hostile to all those in need, blue-eyed or not. When we ignore one group of people, we build a system that ignores all people. We can see this in the strict border policies in the UK. Exceptionalism means we are doomed to repeat the complacencies of the past, constantly comforting ourselves that it cannot happen here because it only happens elsewhere to others whose pain is somehow different from ours. But their wars are no less important. Their civilization is no less valid than the thousands now leaving Ukraine. And in designing a world in which we are optimistic about other people's war, we have ensured that we cannot anticipate when war will happen on our doorstep. And that when it does, we are appalled, but then find our humanitarian response systems hobbled and calcified in cruelty. Okay, that's it for today. Thank you so much for listening. If you're enjoying this podcast, be sure to subscribe so you never miss an episode. If you want to help us spread this podcast to more people, you can write a review or leave a rating. And finally, if you are interested in using English to expand your creative thinking, global awareness, and cross-cultural communication skills, you can join a free trial class right here in Yokohama, Motomachi, or online. If that is something that interests you, you can click the link in the show notes or just visit us at bridgebeyondenglish.com. I'm your host, David Nagai. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time.